If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast. Or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is episode 117 of the Brown Vegan Podcast. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to talk about overall wellness, you know, mental health, vegan entrepreneurship, and just living your best life. That's the goal of this podcast because veganism is truly a lifestyle. Find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And also don't forget to come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm brownvegan over there. Let me know what you think of this episode of the show. So it feels really good to be back for another week. Before we jump into the interview with Rhea York, I want to let you guys know that I am finally, after all of this time, (laughs) back on YouTube. I have a couple of videos that I've been working on and just have like a, I have a true schedule finally on YouTube. You know, I've been on the podcast for like the last 10 weeks and now I feel like I've finally gotten to a vibe over here. I finally got into a groove over here. And so now it's time for me to start getting more consistent on YouTube. I've missed it so much. (laughs) And so many people have been asking me to come back on there. And so I'm just so excited this week that I'm finally back on there and we'll be back there on there consistently. And for now, it will be every other week. So definitely go make sure you check out my YouTube channel. I'm youtube.com slash brown vegan, or you can just search brown vegan over there and I will pop up. And so it's going to be more recipes and tips and reviews and all of that good stuff. So it's just so exciting to be, you know, I guess (laughs) restarting this chapter of my life. And I don't even want to say a restart. I feel like it's like a a rebirth, you know, that just feels so much more appropriate. So definitely go make sure you go over there and subscribe and check out the channel and let me know what you think of the new content that's over there. Been, like I said, working really hard and it just feels really good to be back. Also, I want to do a solo episode. I've been saying this all year that I want to do more solo episodes on the show. I want to do more podcast solo episodes. So if you have any questions that you want me to answer, I plan on doing a solo episode next week or the following week. So definitely send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you would like me to answer. I was really surprised because I asked people on Insta story what they wanted. And most people, (laughs) I was thinking it was going to be vegan stuff, but most people wanted to know what was going on with me you know, how I started this podcast, how my kids are doing, how I grew my business. So I plan on doing an episode where I just kind of update you guys on all of that. And if you have any other questions, be sure to go ahead and leave that over there as well. 
So on today's episode, I have Raya York and Raya is a plant-based couponer and she's all about helping people save money and eat well as a vegan because of course, so many people say that veganism is so expensive and that's why they don't want to do it. And until I ran into Raya, I actually had no idea that they had coupons for vegan products. I know it sounds kind of weird, but I didn't because I know when I first became vegan, most of the stuff was for like a lot of the mainstream products. So not only is Raya going to share tips on how to find coupons, but also how to save money as a vegan, her views on buying in bulk. She's going to talk about affordable kitchen essentials, some of the things that we have to have in our kitchen that doesn't cost a lot of money when you become vegan. Also finding community online. We're also going to chat about vegan dating and her views on that and how she was able to get back on track after she was a vegan for a little bit. And she kind of went back and forth with it and how she was able to finally become consistent with this lifestyle. So I just love this conversation. As always, I have some of the best guests on the internet. <laughs> so make sure you follow Raya on Instagram. Her Instagram is isavegan. <laughs> so it's I-S-A-V-E-V-E-A-G-A-N. <laughs> and of course, as always, I'll put all of the show notes, her Instagram handle and everything at brownvegan.com under episode 117. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with Raya. I actually became a vegan by accident, <laughs> completely <laughs> by accident. 2016, I watched Super Size Me and I was so intrigued by how much his body changed over the 30 days eating only McDonald's. So I really got into watching food documentaries and I ended up finding a documentary Earthlings and that just changed everything for me. So mm. once I made <laughs> that connection between like animals and, you know, beings and me eating them, like I instantly just cold turkey went vegan. Wow. Earthlings, I feel like is just so hardcore. You watched some other vegan documentaries before that one, right? Or it just you just happen to stumble on that one. Well, I didn't necessarily watch vegan documentaries. I was just watch, watching documentaries about food in general. Mm -hmm. So far as where food comes from and, you know, how Monsanto has, you know, a monopoly over farms. It was just more food focused. I wasn't necessarily looking for vegan documentaries at that time. Yeah, because that one is so hardcore. They really dive into like the the animals as far as using for food, cosmetics, clothing, everything. So yeah, that's brutal. And had I known that before I watched it, I wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I say I became a vegan by accident. I wasn't looking for that type of information. I wanted to know about food. I didn't necessarily want to know about where food came from, if that made sense. Yes, it does make sense. So after you read that, I mean, watch that, <laughs> you said you went kind of overnight. So what did that look like? Was it one of those overnights where you kind of just had water and like apples and stuff because you had no idea what to eat? What were you eating in those early days? In the early days, I was eating a lot of fruits and nuts and seeds and vegetables. Really, at that time, I was already a pescatarian. Okay. So it wasn't really a big shift for me. I just started eating more salads and more vegetables. At first, it was fine, but I actually only made it a few months. So that was like right around the spring of 2016. By the time Thanksgiving came, I had already fell off the wagon. I was eating macaroni and cheese and I had incorporated dairy back into my diet. Wow. Yeah. So then yeah. How, did you, yeah. <laughs> so how did you make your way back then? Because, you know, I always hear that, too, when people... It's harder to try to do it again once you have done it before and you did it for a few months. It's kind of hard to get back into the swing of things. So what did you do to make that work for yourself? 
I had to sit myself down and just be brutally honest. Like either I was going to give it a really good shot and try and decide that it wasn't for me or I was just going to keep going back and forth and, you know, being vegan when it was convenient. And I decided that I have like a lot of personal discipline. So if I sit myself down and I give myself a challenge, usually I follow through. So I said, I'll give myself six months of complete dedication. And if after that, I don't want to do it anymore, that's fine. But I have to be dedicated to it for these six months. And the six months were up in July 2017. And I haven't looked back since. Wow. So what did you do to keep yourself going during that time? Like, did you continue to watch documentaries more focused on veganism, find community? What did you do? No. So so after Earthlings, <laughs> after Earthlings, I was honestly, I didn't want to see anything else that was going to challenge who I was as a person. You know, like Earthlings hit me really, really hard. And I personally didn't like that. And I didn't want to experience anything else like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that was too hardcore for me. But I was looking for a community because I didn't know any vegans in real life. And I definitely didn't know any black vegans. So I jumped into a bunch of Facebook groups so that I could, you know, find support to answer my questions and get recipes. I started watching a ton of YouTube videos. That's actually how I found you looking for, you know, chefs that look like me that made recipes that I was interested in. And once I got that sense of community from the Internet, it made it a lot easier because it didn't feel like I was alone. Yes. Yes. That's so big. That's like a big part of it. Like having that community. That's great. So uh, let's talk about some of the, wait, I don't know this about you. I kind of feel like I know the answer, but I'm not exactly sure. Do you cook because you love to cook or is it more so a necessity? Like you just, cause you have to eat and <laughs> so you have to cook. So how does that look for you? I actually love to cook, but I don't always have time to cook the things that I love to cook, if that makes sense. It does. It makes absolute <laughs> sense. Yeah, it does. Because I know you work full time and then you have probably your own social life and just everything. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot yeah, to do Yeah, definitely. So if I have like a Saturday free, you know, I wouldn't mind cooking all day and making an elaborate meal. But most of the time, the things that I make for myself are very quick and very easy. Like what? What are some of your favorites? I love making ramen. <laughs> it's quick, it's easy, and it gives you a chance to, you know, use up some of those vegetables that might be going bad. I make a lot of tacos. And honestly, I just roast a lot of vegetables. I eat a lot of roasted vegetables because so it does all the work. Yes. Yes, and good too. <laughs> Especially like some Brussels sprouts. Oh my goodness. Oh man, burnt up a little bit. Yum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what about with the holidays coming up? How is that different now? Because I know you said in the beginning that kind of messed you up a little bit. Cause I don't know if it was directly the um, holidays, but you said towards the end of the year that you said macaroni and cheese. So it made me think of the holidays. So is that like, how do you navigate the holiday season? Because I know your episode is going to go live around that time. So what does that look like for you? The holidays. The holidays for me are usually spent either alone or in like a small inner circle because I don't necessarily have a large family that's close to me. So now that I'm vegan and no one around me is vegan, I don't feel the pressure to show up to holiday events, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I'll cook my own personal vegan meal at home or I'll order a vegan takeout from somewhere and I'll just chill. If I do decide to go out to a holiday function, I usually eat before I go because I used to like pack my food and take it with me. But it can be you know, kind of irritating and discouraging when you're eating something different and everybody's around you, you know, making comments, asking questions. So I'll just eat before I go and then I'll go and socialize. And if I get hungry while I'm there, it's just time to go. <laughs> <laughs> 
not time to go. Because I, I can't <laughs> deal. You know, people are judgmental and it just gets to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm not about to sit here hungry letting y'all pick on me. Like, I'll just go, you know? Yeah. I said it was like that, but yeah, I get it. I definitely get it. So one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on here is because when I started following you on Instagram, it's been a while, probably what, since we've been following each other for about two years or so. And yeah. I remember... When I first started following you, it was because you were sharing coupons for like a lot of the major brands that offer vegan foods. And I remember when I first became vegan back in 2010, that was not a thing. Like it was, (laughs) you could not find coupons for anything that was like vegan. It was all the mainstream products that everybody else is eating, like the standard American diet. So how did you stumble into that? Like it was something, was it like how you became vegan or did you kind of seek that out because you were trying to save some coins? See, I was always frugal. Like I grew up in a single parent household. So we were always very frugal. We always ate a lot of things that were on sale. And that was just my background. Like I was a couponer long, long before I was vegan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what what sites are like the most popular? Is there anything? Because I know it seems like sometimes you're looking at like the grocery store finds, but what about any websites that people can go to to just find some of the coupons for the brands like you know maybe like so delicious or feel roast or some of those popular vegan brands beyond meat things like that oh it's a bunch of places honestly i think the number one place that you can find coupons for those big brands is on your like your grocery store should have a free loyalty app and if you sign up for the free loyalty app a lot of times they have digital coupons and they do have digital coupons for vegan brands So that's probably the easiest way because a lot of people already have the program, but -hmm. they just don't know that they could download digital coupons onto it. Okay. Yeah. So what are some of the best, because you're always finding the deals. What are some of the best ones that you found? The best deals that I found? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Like BOGO maybe? Is it BOGO? Yeah. BOGOs are cool. I think for me, the best deals that I can find are like vegan products that are discounted because the expiration date is coming up, but they also have a coupon attached to them. Like a coupon attached to a product is called a Peely. So if it's, you know, already on sale and it's got a Peely on it that I can use, like that's the best deal ever. And I feel like I find those deals all the time. You just have to kind of keep your eyes open and have an idea of when things may expire in your store. And that kind of sounds a little stalkerish, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really worth putting in that extra effort because I'm thinking about uh, that tree line cheese. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's like $8 for a small container, but I've gotten it as low as $2 before wow. just from paying attention to when it goes on sale and using a coupon attached. So what's your process? Like how long is it taking you to do this every week? Are you going to multiple stores? Like what are you doing to save? I do go to multiple stores, but not in the way that people probably think like an extreme couponer almost like what I'll do is I spend most of my time scrolling on my phone. So most of the time that I put into this is on my phone. I'm looking at the grocery store apps to see if there's any coupons. I'm checking coupon websites to see if there is a printable coupon that I can go to the website and download. Or maybe there was a coupon that's coming out in the Sunday paper. So I know that Sunday I need to pick up the paper. Most of it is just scrolling on the Internet. And then in terms of going to stores, I feel like I'm the type of person that's going to walk up and down most of the aisles anyway. So I don't really look at that as extra time, but I do put a bit of extra time into walking in the produce section to see if produce is marked down. Produce is almost always marked down in the grocery store because they want to get it out of there before it spoils. Mm -hmm. So I kind of spend a couple extra minutes cruising the aisles. I don't go to stores unless I'm in the area. So if Kroger is on my way home, I'll stop there. 
but I'm not going to like go to three or four different Kroger's, <laughs> you know, before I get home. Like I'll just kind of stop on the way home and I try to plan my stops according to when I'll be in the neighborhood. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So what are some ingredients that are always on your grocery list? Like what do you always have in stock at home to bake quick meals? Always have mushrooms. Mushrooms mm-hmm. is my favorite vegetable. It's my Which favorite. One? Which one? Which ones? Oh, right now, probably portobello. That's mm-hmm. like my all-time favorite. But right now I've been on a, a king oyster mushroom kick a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I know you made some. I saw you made some the other day where you marinated them overnight and then like grilled them. Did you grill them? Wait, like I cooked gr- them in a cast pan? iron skillet. That's what you did. Yeah, they were. I just, they're perfect. Like the consistency of mushrooms is so close to meat. Like it's almost insane. Yes, it is. But I can understand why some people don't like them because it is like yeah. a texture issue. Yeah, that's Definitely. why I always feel like people miss out. If, they, if you go vegan and you don't like mushrooms, I just be like, no, yeah, you're going like, to miss out. That's a big piece. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. OK, so what else? I'm sorry. I kind of I feel like I jumped in on you because I love mushrooms. But what else are always on there? I always have to have leafy greens. And of course, I rotate my greens. So always leafy greens. I like beans a lot. So I always make sure that I have different types of beans on hand. I love popcorn. <laughs> so I always make sure <laughs> that I buy a popcorn kernel so I can make my own popcorn. Plant milk. I'm still to the point where I buy plant milk. I don't make it for myself just yet. So I always have that on hand. Wait, wait, wait. I got to cut you off, girl. Wait, wait, right yet. You you feel like we're supposed to get to the point where we're making our own? <laughs> I don't think I'm you ever going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking at it from a cost perspective... It makes more sense to make your own because that's the absolute cheapest that you'll ever get plant milk, you know. But for me, it's more of a consistency thing. Like the plant milk that I make at home doesn't have that. It's not thick enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and I just don't like that. So I would just rather buy plant milk. I always buy plant milk. It's Monique hopping in real quick to let you know that I put together a vegan starter kit for you. So if you are vegan curious or you're a vegetarian, I put together some steps that you should take in order to make vegan life a reality for you. In the vegan starter kit, I go over meal planning, grocery shopping, eating out, and all of the steps that you need to take to get started right now in a very practical way. Head over to brownveganvip.com to download the free vegan starter kit. That's brownveganvip.com. What else? What type of fruit do you have on your grocery list? Because I know that fruit can be kind of, sometimes it depends on where you shop or if you buy it organic or not, but sometimes fruit can be a little costly. Some of the good stuff that we like. So what are some things that you typically have on your grocery list? It doesn't have to be inexpensive. Just, I'm just curious. Always bananas. Mm-hmm. I always Those buy are cheap. bananas. Yeah. And they're often on sale marked down because people think that they're like bad when really they're just ripe. <laughs> so I, I usually <laughs> have bananas. I usually have apples. I always have a bunch of fruit in the freezer. So I don't buy as much fresh fruit probably as I should. It's more fresh vegetables than fresh fruit. So what are you using it for like smoothies and stuff like that? Yes, yeah, smoothies, oatmeal. I bake with it sometimes also. Yeah, that's good. So what would you advise someone as far as what they should put in their pantry? I know we talked about your grocery list, but what are some of the, th- I guess, some tips that people should do as far as saving money? when they grocery shop or just plan their meals overall? Because I think the biggest part is the planning of the meals before you shop. So you don't just throw a bunch of random stuff in a cart like sometimes I find myself doing. So what do you suggest as far as saving some, you know, saving money on your grocery bill overall? Honestly, I suggest starting with the things that you know for a fact you like. You know, 
don't buy anything just to try it out or because you see other people trying it out. Like if you are building your vegan pantry and you know that you like beans and you know that you like rice, start with that. Eventually, after you eat it so many times, you're going to get tired (laughs) of certain (laughs) beans and rice, you know. And then at that point, you may want to branch out and try quinoa or couscous or something like that. And, you know, you'll buy it, you'll try it and add it to your pantry. Like, just start with what you know that you like and then slowly but surely add other things into the pantry. Yeah, I like that. What about your spices? What do you like? You know, the basics, the, (laughs) the onion powder, the garlic powder. I really like smoked paprika. Costco has this organic no salt seasoning that I'm obsessed with. I always have that on hand. I like to try new things. So a lot of times if I'm walking through Trader Joe's, I'll pick up whatever seasoning blend that they have as long as it's vegan just to give it a try. I'm open to try almost any seasoning, but on hand it's always usually black pepper, garlic salt, garlic powder, onion powder. Mm-hmm. So I know that of course you mentioned Costco. What, how do you, what are your views on buying in bulk as far as saving money? What is your, what's your rule of thumb for that? I love buying in bulk. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big bulk <laughs> person. My favorite things to buy in bulk at Costco are organic products because they're cheaper if you buy them in bulk. The price per unit, like if you ever see a price tag and it says like $5.99 or, you know, 44 cent per ounce, like that price per unit is always cheaper when you buy in bulk. So I'm always getting my nuts and seeds from Costco. If I do buy organic produce, it's usually coming from Costco my frozen fruit, my frozen vegetables, canned vegetables too. They have a lot of organic canned vegetable options. My Castile soap, my bottled alkaline water, and usually snacks. They have really good vegan snacks. Yeah, they do have good snacks. I'm always a little nervous about buying too much of the the organic fruit, but I guess it's fine because like you said, you just freeze it to save. Yeah. So it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Cause I'm always like, I'm not going to eat this fast. enough. <laughs> We're not going to eat this fast enough, but that, it's just about being honest with yourself. Like if you get two pounds of strawberries and you get home and you think I'm not going to eat them, like just freeze half of them right away. And yeah. if it turns out that you would have eaten them, you know, oh, well, just unthaw them <laughs> and get to them. <laughs> Or next time you'll know for next time that you can get to and just save them. Yeah. And then honestly, like buying in bulk. Well, I feel like everybody has their own version of like activism. Right. And for me is really sharing things with people. Like I really like to share my snacks and fruits and vegetables with people because I want people to eat healthy and I want people to try vegan. But I don't want them to feel like I'm like pushing it on them, you know. So when I buy in bulk, I have that opportunity to have the extra to offer people. And to get them to try different things so that maybe they'll open their mind up to vegan a little bit more, especially with my coworkers. Like I'm always asking them if they want fruits and veggies and snacks and things. I love that. That is a great form of activism for sure. So how is it being at work socially being a vegan? Do you feel like it sounds like you're building community, though, so you're good. But how is it like at parties is the same way you kind of just bring your own food? Like, what do you do when you have events at work that you have to attend? Well, fortunately, in my field, I don't have any events that I have to attend, but it's the same as being out and about. You know, you'll hear a joke here or there. Oh, there's the fruit and veggie lady. Like the vending machine guy comes and he's always like, hey, Miss Vegan, I got some vegan options for the vending machine for you. You know, so it's like it's a joke a bit. But at the same time, it just kind of makes me feel special, which seems weird. But it's like everyone knows that I'm vegan and everyone also knows that I'm willing to share with them. I love that. So wait, what snacks he have in there? Hold up. <laughs> well, you know, I, you, I got him putting the good stuff in there. He's putting veggie chips in there. He puts nuts in there sometimes. Like he's, he's, he's working on it. Better made chips. He's doing better. 
That is good. Oh my goodness. Because when I think of vending machines, I think of nothing being in there for us. <laughs> so that's dope that he's making an effort based on y'all conversations. See, yeah, that's activism nice. too. Look at you planting seeds all over the world. <laughs> yeah, you know, I try to be subtle and cute about it. Like, you know, you catch more flies with honey, they say. You do, you do. Any other tips that you have for couponing or just finding coupons overall? Yeah, definitely. So there's the coupons that are on the items, the PLEs. Sometimes coupons will print out with your register receipt. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but those are called Catalinas and they they come out all the time. But honestly, like the biggest pro tip is just to reach out to brands and honestly ask them for coupons. Like go on their website and look for the customer service email. It's usually like customer service at or info at And you reach out and you say like, hi, you know, favorite vegan brand. I just want to reach out to tell you how much I love this particular product. It's so delicious. Or if you've never tried the product before and you want to try it, just say, hey, you know, I always use X, Y, and Z product, but I'm really curious about your product. And then you say, I was wondering if you were currently offering any coupons or discounts that can help me try more products in the future. You're going to get one of two responses. They're going to reach out and they're going to say, you know, thanks so much for reaching out. We're so happy that you love our product. You know, sign up for our email list where you receive coupons and discounts. And brands that say that, they usually email out a lot of coupons. Or Mm -hmm. you'll get another response and they'll say, thanks so much for reaching out. We're happy to hear that you love the product. Please send us your mailing address so that we can send you something for a token of our appreciation. And then they'll send you free samples, free product coupons, company merchandise, anything like coupons are basically a marketing incentive to encourage customers to purchase products. So it's very rare that you would reach out to a brand and ask for a coupon and they'll tell you no because they want you to buy their products. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're hoping you'll share it on social media probably too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Feedback is, is paramount, you know, for vegan brands right now. So if you're getting things from them, you're definitely going to share on social media. And that, yeah. that's what they're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I just know from when I first started, it, fe- it felt like a lot of pressure to have certain, and we've talked about this, certain uh, gadgets and things like that. When you become a vegan, you know, like you said, a Vitamix, things like that. When you first become a vegan, it can feel like it be- can be intimidating and pricey based on what everyone else has. So are there anything, any suggestions you have as far as keeping the cost down or just buying only what you need? Like what are some essential items that you feel like you use the most in your kitchen or some things that may be a splurge, but it's worth it? Like, what do you suggest for that? The number one thing I think that you need are a few pieces of good quality cookware, you know, something that's stainless steel or cast iron. And a lot of times you can find it at the thrift store. People donate cast iron and stainless steel all the time because it doesn't look great or has a little bit of rust. And you can take that home and restore it with items you already have, you know, just some salt and a little bit of elbow grease. A lot of times you can find appliances. I think the only thing you really, really need is a high speed blender for sure. I think you do need a high speed, high speed blender, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a Vitamix. You can find a Nutribullet for less than $100 and it honestly works just as great. You could check Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, Mercari, any of those secondhand sites. A lot of times people upgrade to a better appliance and they're selling their old one. And that's a good opportunity for you to get something at a discount. That's a good point about Facebook Marketplace. I forgot about them. That's a really good spot to try to get some things secondhand. Yeah, it's, I mean, I get a lot of things off of Facebook Marketplace. And if you go on there right now, you'll see a lot of, you know, name brand appliances going for a very good price. And it's just because these people have upgraded. There's nothing wrong with them. Yep. Any other 
tools? Because I feel like having a good quality, you know, chef's knife is important. Anything else you think that's essential? Or maybe it doesn't have to be expensive, of course. Some just some products that you think are essential in the kitchen. To get started with, I don't know. But like now that I'm a little bit deeper in it is I really love my air fryer. Honestly, my air fryer is something that I use almost every single day. Like, oh, I love it. I just, I love it so much. Especially in the summertime when you don't want to turn on the oven, you know, I can throw some vegetables in there and I can roast them right in the air fryer. Like, it's it's amazing. I love my air fryer. But you don't feel like that's something essential in the beginning though, do you? No, definitely not. I feel like the only thing in the beginning really is just, you know, a couple pieces of quality cookware. Like you said, a good chef's knife, chef's knife would be great to have. and a blender. Yeah, we definitely use that blender, don't we, girl? <laughs> yeah, all the time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> so much of that. So I kind of want to switch gears and we didn't plan to talk about this, but I was thinking about it this earlier today before the interview. I was just like, you know what? I know that Ray is a single lady, meaning hey. you're not married. I don't know if you're dating or, <laughs> or have a boyfriend or anything, but I was like, let's talk about vegan dating because I have not done that on a podcast in a while and I thought that would be fun. So How has your experience been with dating other vegan men or dating overall? Like, just share whatever you want to about that. I didn't even prep you for it. So share your experience and we'll just go from there. Does your man have to be vegan, the guy that you're dating? No. Okay. I really believe in autonomy. And I think that I just want to be with someone that's whole, you know, and that's more important to me than whether or not he's vegan. Actually, when I went vegan, I was in a relationship and... Me going vegan kind of helped push that relationship over the hill that it was already going down, if that makes sense. <laughs> was like, wait, I can't even take you out to eat anymore. Yeah, and we are. You know, it's crazy <laughs> because now our favorite restaurant can't be our favorite restaurant anymore because they don't have vegan. I was just like, it was wild. So after that, I maybe dated two people, I want to say. And both of them were, you know, very receptive to what I had going on, but they weren't vegan either. I think it's for me... It's been hard to find vegan men in real life. Like there's a lot of them inside the computer. (laughs) (laughs) But in real life, it's like, dang, where is he? You know, so. Yes, that is. I love it inside the computer. But you know what? I heard the percentage of men are, they're they're not as high as the women vegan, uh, women vegan. So maybe that explains it. It's definitely more of us than them. I mean, I can see it because I'm in a couple of vegan singles and vegan dating groups on Facebook and there's way more women than men. So I can definitely (laughs) see that. Yeah, I have the same views as you. Like, as long as he's open minded and hopefully open minded even enough to try the food and just enjoy it with me, that's fine. Like, he just has to be open minded. I don't care about that as much because I feel like you just really, you really close in on the dating pool when you (laughs) have to be a vegan man. He has to be vegan. Yeah, and he has to be so many other qualities I don't like about him. Mm, That part. (laughs) And he just has to be thoughtful. Like, if you're going to take me out, Take me somewhere where I can eat more than French fries and salad. Like you don't have to be vegan, but you have to understand what it means for me to be vegan. Like I want food, like real food. Like make sure that you put a little bit of thought into where you take me. Please. I love that. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. I want. I feel like may, I should do a poll one day because I wonder if we, the single vegans, if we kind of feel like that too. We're just kind of like, eh. he has to just be <laughs> open minded, like you said, and thoughtful about it. So I mean, in a the perfect thing. world, he would be vegan, you know, but maybe. 
it's all about that activism. Like maybe he's not vegan at first. And then after a while, he, you know, sees what you eat and what you cook and he decides to change his mind. Like that's always a possibility, too. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So, Raya, before we wrap up, I want to know, do you have any tips on what you would suggest for someone who's thinking about becoming a vegan or they maybe had stopped for a little while and they're trying to figure out how to come back? So you choose which topic that you want to cover in the tips. Well, I can speak to if you did it for a while and stopped and you want to come back, because that was definitely my experience. I think the most important thing is finding community and finding people that you can share how you're feeling about things, how it's going, just finding people that understand what you're going through that can provide you with the support and the resources that you need to be successful. And just giving yourself grace and understanding that there's no such thing as perfect. So as long as you're, you know, giving it a really good effort and you are finding the support that you need to push forward, I think that you can fall off the wagon and definitely get back on again, for sure. I agree. Yes. I love that so much. So tell us, too, also about your free your freebie that you have, the Frugal Vegan 101. Tell us yes. about that and how we can download. Yes. I made a freebie. So if you are interested in getting started on a plant-based lifestyle, but you think that it's expensive, I made a freebie for you with just some really good foundational tips and tricks that you can use to make plant-based eating affordable for you. You can find it on my website, isavevegan.com. Yes. And tell us your Instagram too. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at I Say Vegan. I-S-A-V-E-V-E-G-A-N. Yes. And I'll be sure to also link all of this on the blog post at brownvegan.com as well. Raya, thank you so much for being on, sharing your, your tips and your information and having fun talking about the dating part too, because that's, that's all. <laughs> that, was, that was a surprise. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for your time. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. All of the show notes will be at brownvegan.com. So check those out. Also, let me know what you thought of this episode. Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle over there is at brownvegan. Have a great day and I will talk to you next week. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast.
Easier said. Done.